genuinely absolutely hate the new fucking iPhone iTunes interface. It's terrible. It is. That being said, speak. Oh, <laughs> and now from beautiful. Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm. I'm that, this is just a comedy no, of errors. That ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work. Okay, <clears throat> we're gonna start that over. Um, I really hate, genuinely hate. <laughs> uh, but that being said. And now, from beautiful Austin adjacently, Ander, Texas, the most prolific independent film and entertainment podcast in existence. We talk shit about movies so you don't have to. He's Clarkson. I'm Jim. And we are the Film Thugs. Barbaric! Welcome aboard, motherfuckers. Oh, man. Hear me! So that is what I believe they refer to as one hell of a movie. That is it's quite the miracle. Fucking outstanding. It's one of those things that this is the first time I've ever watched it single sitting, uninterrupted, without falling asleep and having to watch part. And that's not an insult. We'll get into that in a no. minute. But before we do, there's all kinds of shit going on, all mm-hmm. sort of shit to blooming. Uh, we'll talk about some stuff. Then I've got the other two mystery chips ah. that will be fun. Before we get going... So, Hope's folks came into town. They brought um, they brought their new dog. His name is Eugene. He is a Dachshund Poodle mix. And when you look at him, you say, that is a Dachshund Poodle mix. Because ah. it looks exactly like that. Digby looked at him and said, that's a dog I'm going to hump. Nice. Because only did it, we were in the backyard. Just got on him. And I was sitting there. And me and Hope's dad are laughing our asses off as Digby is... Phys- the, the neutered Digby is physically dominating a one-year-old unneutered puppy. And I'm laughing and Hope comes out, what? And Digby kind of gets on him and, and is like <laughs> looking up at her like, ah, ah, ah. Digby Kennedy. Oh, God. It was brilliant. Oh, it was so weird. Also, I've been watching that British show QI, yeah. which is so aggressively British that it has to be hosted by Stephen Fry. Right. Um, and there's this German guy on who <laughs> two of the had the best German joke I've ever heard and made the statement, I'm always so tired of hearing people from England who are like seventy talk about how they helped win the war. You if you were if you're seventy now, that means that means that you were at most ten years old when the war was over. So you were here. Being a burden on British resources, for all intents and purposes, you fought for the Nazis. <laughs> but he told the greatest German joke I've ever heard. A, a couple adopts a German baby, a German child. Not a baby, a child. It's a little older. And the child does not speak. He won't speak. He doesn't talk. They take him to the doctors, get him checked. Everything's fine. Kid just won't talk. Kid just won't talk. After five years, they finish eating. Mom brings out dessert, and the kid says... Mother, this apple strudel is tepid. She goes, Wolf, they are, Wolfgang, you haven't spoken in five years. What, what's, why are you speaking now? Up until this point, everything had been satisfactory. That is the most fucking German joke ever. And just when you showed up, a friend of mine posted on Facebook, what is, without a doubt, the stupidest thing I've ever read in my life. Okay. Ever. And it's about to be the stupidest thing you've ever heard. Okay. It was posted by Karen Anderson, animal communicator and author. (sighs) I just connected with Cecil the lion, who was recently killed. 
I wanted to let him know how loved and honored he is, and I was moved to tears to hear his words. His message is profound. He said, <laughs> Let not the actions of these few men defeat us or allow darkness to enter our hearts. If we do, then we become one of them. Raise your vibration and allow this energy to move us forward. What happened does not need to be discussed, as it is what it is. Take heart, my child. I am finer than ever, grander than before, as no one can take our purity, our truth, or our soul. Ever, I am here. Be strong and speak for all the others who suffer needlessly to satisfy human greed. Bring light and love, and we will rise above this. Thank you, Aslan. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's some straight... Really? Really? <laughs> really. Uh, well, madam, you're not the only one, no. Uh, that was brought to tears by that. Right, Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's the... I, amount of emotion. Yeah. I have... I think it's uh, shitty. I think it's shitty, shitty that this fucking lion got poached. It's That's shitty fucking if they, shitty. If yeah. they did it without him knowing, it's shitty if he knew. It's just a shitty situation. Yeah. yeah. I, I fucking don't buy that he didn't know. Oh, yeah. The, but, the, the, as I posted, when somebody somebody posted the Ted Nugent response, this uh, is stupid, like, a convicted poacher poached a lion. People are pissed off at it. Yeah. But it is a little... It's shitty. Yeah. And and not cool. I'm not happy about yeah, it at not, all. Not at all. No. But um, the level of emotion is is is, is a bit creepy. It's weird. It's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't yeah. get it. It's like I can see being upset. It's a fucking apparently a cool lion who the, the hope and I have talked about this. Problem I have is they fucked. A lot of the economy of yeah. that area, sure. because some jag wanted to kill himself a lion. Like, and I'm sorry, you when you got to lure shit out and then try and just so when you cut the head off and did you didn't realize they were trying to destroy a tracker that was connected to him. You fucking jag, come on, just fucking stop it. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But anyway, so. It is the time of year right now where Lay's comes out with their weird potato chips. Yes. Last year, they had what was ginger wasabi, ca cappuccino, yeah. garlic Banger. cheese bread, and a mango uh, salsa. Mm, yeah. Mango sriracha? Or is that something else? Uh, that was probably the year before. They did sriracha the first year. Oh, that's right. The, here's the thing. This is the first time that they've only had one that I think was just needlessly weird. Thus far, we have sampled the New York... Reuben sandwich. Right. Which were good. Yeah. Uh, the right. way I will describe it, if you've ever eaten a Reuben sandwich with potato chips, you know, it's like when you kind of have the, the stuff that drips off the sandwich onto the chips and you eat that. It tastes kind of like yeah. that. Not the, exactly, but kind of. A little bit. Then we had the Southern biscuits and gravy, and they, which tasted like if you ever got really, really high and uh, didn't have anything to eat but a gravy packet. Yeah. Yeah. And you just decided, I'm going to eat this packet. Uh -huh. Not make it into a no. gravy. Mm -mm. I'm just, just going to eat this packet yeah. of... <laughs> of powdered of gravy powdered mix. gravy wannabes. Right. Now, what we have left... <laughs> we've already done the New York Reuben. You brought yeah. those. So I'm going to cast those aside. Yes. West Coast truffle fries. 
Um, yeah, be sure to put West Coast on there so we can b- put the blame, you know, yes. lay the blame at the appropriate area. Squarely where it belongs. Yeah. Now, I don't even know what truffle tastes like. I understand it's got a sort of mushroomish flavor. Mm. Okay, let's see. Uh, they are wavy, so. Oh. Let's see if we can go with the Bourdain truffle oil isn't food stance. Um, I, 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 these don't taste like anything. These taste like plain potato chips. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe. No. They may, taste maybe, like a, they taste like maybe a sour cream and onion didn't get enough dusting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to dig into the bottom to see if. <laughs> dig the night, my yeah. friend. Dig yeah. the night. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Mm. Get a big face full of it. No. <laughs> there is no flavor happening here. Now these, I have hope for. Whoa! Good God. <laughs> Greek Town Eero. Ah, uh, Eero. Yeah, or Gyro, whatever. I'm betting these will be good because I'm thinking they're going to taste like tzatziki. Let's hope so. Mm-hmm. Let me do a little rinsing. <laughs> yes, clean the palate. Yes, cleanse it. Of that nothing flavor I just got. Yeah. All right. These are not way... Oh, they got a good smell to them. They have a bit of a wang to them. Mm. Oh, they're kettle cooked. Well, that's already good. Greek town. Or Greekton. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Mm. Not a terribly strong flavor either. Although this one, oh yeah, I just got an idea for how they could market these if this is the one they go with. Um, the ads should just be a picture of a potato with a scared face drawn on it and just say, we're going Greek on these taters. <laughs> I think that would be the best ad. Now I'm going to pop a few more just to make sure. Does it have the... T- I mean, oh it, my. it's got a mild tzatziki to it, but... I like it. Mm-hmm. My favorite of the bunch. Oh, yeah. Uh, to me, it just needs a stronger flavor. Again, they put those really nice pictures of the food mm-hmm. it's supposed to represent. So you go, ah! So you, you know mm-hmm. you're not going to get up and make that sandwich. Or go oh. get it, or, or even pick up the phone and order it. Oh, and good have it Lord, no. Uh-uh. That's too much effort. What's cool you is... Just stare at the picture and eat the chips. Does AJ's Pizza deliver to you, the one that's up by the big old H-E-B? No idea. Right, well, you need to find out, because they do a, as they call it, gyro pizza. Right. Did you ask for gyro? Mm-hmm. And they kind of look at you like... No, they, they said, okay, no boy. we'll get you some gyro meat. On your... And it comes with the tzatziki sauce, or as they call it, gyro sauce. Um, right, right. It's really good. It's really fucking good. Awesome. That's all I'll say about it. It's really I'm, good. Uh, I am good. pro that. Yeah, so... Try it. I will. In keeping with the year of Criterion, we... Oh, uh, before we oh, get into that. Oh, no, 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 yes, I you saw, have things. I saw Go. some things. Mm. I saw John Wick, finally. Uh, how was it? Very good. I understand um, once you get past the dog thing. The puppy. The puppy. Okay. The beagle. <laughs> oh, puppy. fuck. That is love with four little paws. Yeah. Uh, it's from, the cutest puppy. As mm. one review I saw uh, on Google said... The cutest puppy ever. It's not far off. Now, from what I understand... And 
Uh-huh. Hear me. Hear, yeah, hear me. If ever, if there's a time. <laughs> hear me. If you don't want to see a dog die, yeah, don't watch. So come in about fifteen. Yeah, I, I understand. 15, skip, Seventeen minutes. I, it would. It'd be good to skip that part. They kill the puppy. Puppy. Uh huh. With a bat. Oh Jesus! You know how I know that? Uh-huh. I read it. Because I was not going to watch it with my wife next to me. Yeah. So did you forward through that part or just jump I, in 30 I minutes in? I just kept in? going. I just kept uh, checking back and got uh-huh. all the way up to where they show up to steal his car. Uh-huh. And they decide on the way out to kill his dog. Okay. So I didn't even watch it. I okay. would have watched it. I don't right. want to see it, but you know. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I will skip that part. But like, cause my I'll, wife, no. I, will walk, I would watch up to that part and then skip it. Right. Well, mm. but. Yeah. After that, mm-hmm. it is on. From what I understand, he punches. It's Alfie Allen. Yes, plays the guy who. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and yes. Yeah. Wick, apparently, a student of mine told me, like, punches him and something. And the guy goes to his dad and he's like, you know, why'd you do this? And then finds out who it is and turns and punches his son. Like, you oh, fucking. Kicks st- the shit out of him. Yeah. Like, do you realize what you did? Because that man was. John Wick. <laughs> it's good. It's very good. I yeah. Enjoy, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Yeah, I need to just skip. A lot of action and style. Yeah. Not just, uh, you know, just action for action's yeah. sake. Skip the dog death and you're good. And you're good. Okay. And you're good. I also saw um, Unfinished Business. Which one's that? With uh, Vince Vaughn, Tom Wilkinson, and yes. Dave Frank. Uh, yeah, yeah, you were talking just about Just kind of randomly right. kind of had a, you know, mm-hmm. the on-demand roulette. Right. Roulette, rather. Uh-huh. I said, all right, we'll go for this. Fuck it. Right, And I right, almost right. never watch comedy movies. Mm-hmm. Well, now it, yeah, because we've talked about we talked this. About comedy it. movies don't. It has heart. Yeah. It probably has a little too much heart. Okay. okay. So, I don't know. <clears throat> but it's not the greatest of, of gags throughout. Uh-huh. However, yeah, Dave Franco's character Mike Pancake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, is comic genius. Yeah, it's yeah. genius. Mm-hmm. I am not being hyperbolic. You yeah. have to see it. You, trust he, me. When you see his performance, uh-huh. you just get fucking amazed. So he did. A, he did a thing with Conan O'Brien. Where they uh, on the on his show tried to to hook up on Tinder dates, <laughs> and they had this like creepy as fuck van, and they get in it and there's like rolls of duct tape in the back of it, and they're right. driving and Dave's like, this is really kind of weird that du- du- with the duct tape, and kind of was like, yeah, yeah, I think they used it to you know secure the cameras, and he's like, really wish I could see some duct tape on those cameras right now, <laughs> like, no, this has not been used for that, mm. no, no. He's a funny guy. I like him in most things. He I has, thought he was very funny in most things I've seen him in. He has, I think... What, Next level on this. Nice. What might be my favorite line from 21 Jump Street, and you brought those tacos? <laughs> Not, I brought tacos, but that later he was like, man, we bonded. You brought those tacos? Because no one would ever be happy for right. someone showing up. with a, As VJ said, if you buy a six-pack of... Taco Bell tacos. It means you have five friends. <laughs> I don't even know what it means, but it's fucking great. Mm. I've just been watching TV shows. Right. Uh, I'm all over Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Fucking love right. that. Uh, the Brink is really good. Actually, I'm watching it. Really fucking good. Jack Black is great in it. Of course. Um, but yeah. 
Uh, shit. I'm, I want to go see that Amy Winehouse documentary mm-hmm. and Mr. Holmes. Yes. I'm also really curious about Mission Impossible, but I could probably wait on that because I've liked all but one of the Mission Impossible movies because Mission Impossible 2 is unlovable. It's a child I, no one can love. That's the last sequel of that franchise that I've seen. I have mm-hmm. seen no others. Three was good. Ghost Protocol was outstanding. And this one is, uh, what's his name? Um, Chris McQuarrie, hmm. Academy Award winning writer of The Usual Suspects. Nice. <laughs> Who I have the greatest celebrity story of all time with. That's so, true. And I'm just going to leave it at that with you guys. At some point, mm, you might hear it. Dig in the future. Yes. Woo-hoo. Mm. Anything else you seen? No, that was it. I still haven't seen the Avengers. And it's not. I, I really don't feel like I need to. It's like, I'll see it it's eventually. Not but it's, yeah. not, it's not great. It's yeah. not awful. It's just mm. kind of, mm. oh, look at that. Yeah. Ant-Man James is. James Spader's really good. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. I mean, it's James Spader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ant-Man is a curiosity, but not something I'm like, I really want to see. Like, I'll watch it at some point. I'll see it at some point. Yeah. I, I don't have any need yeah. to go yeah. to the theater. Like my, well, although I hear it's quite good. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think the last time I felt the need to go to the theater for something, and it was Inside Out. Mm. And I, I might go see, like I said, Holmes in the Amy documentary because it's at the village. And that's one where if I go during the day, I'm going to be the only person in the theater. Yeah. So... You cannot beat that. That's true. Might take hope to go see Mr. Ohms tomorrow. Mr. Ohms. Of the Cockney persuasion. <laughs> the, hello, how are you? How are you? <laughs> uh, so, this movie, The Seven Samurai, is a behemoth. It was, it's weird. It's, as I said to Clarkson when it started out, it's kind of, in one regard, the diehard of its day, in that the amount of times that its basic premise has been taken and redone is mind-boggling. Yes. Um, but we're only going to focus on that, and I think the ones that I know we've we've each seen, uh, seven, Magnificent Seven, Three yeah. Amigos, and yes. A Bug's Life. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what stands out to me most about this one in, in re-watching it, as opposed to the other three. We don't know a fucking thing about the bad guys in it. It right. is the bandits. We don't know anything. We don't know any names. We never see a conversation with any of them. No. We never see a scene of them off in their own. There is no attempt at explanation. It is it's just, just outside aggressive yeah. force. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. No history. Nope. Nothing. Nope. Don't know if sometime long ago these this village did something to cause these bandits to mm-hmm. do what they're doing. Nothing. No, no, just, just those are the, bad guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black hats there, white hats here. Yeah. White hat-ish. Whitish hats, yeah. Mauve. No, no, uh, off-white hats. <laughs> right. Um, you pointed out something brilliant, though, that I noticed, but not, I don't know if I would have worded it this way, like, every frame of this movie is a fucking poster. Right. That's, the, that's because it's, it, that, um, that phrase came out of not knowing uh, a film student way of saying... That framing is really beautiful. Yeah, I'm it's just like yeah. wow. Each <laughs> shot could be a poster, yeah. Jim. And I'm like, yeah, he knows the man knows how to frame a shot. He knows how to set it up. Yeah. All that shit. But here's the thing: I think your statement is a more eloquent to the point and a better way of it's, putting it. It is a step above saying, "Dang, sure is pretty." Yeah, but it could because the whole time I was looking at it, like shit. Yes, that it is. 
And you can't say that about yeah. a lot of movies. Yeah, that could be on the fucking wall. Every shot. Like, I refuse to believe there were locations used in this because everything looks so perfect. I'm right. like, has to have been created on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. There's no way that this perfect location happens to fucking exist somewhere. Exactly. Like, oh, no, this, yeah, the, the ones that obviously were like the cave with the waterfalls around it, it's like, no, no, that has, that, no, it's still too goddamn perfect. And uh, I would like to bring up another filmmaker of his time. Yes. That uh, will go along with this. Uh-huh. As far as establishing a mood. Yes. And it's a letter. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, Dear Mr. Bergman, please let me congratulate you upon your 70th birthday. Your work deeply touches my heart every time I see it, and I have learned a lot from your works and have have been encouraged by them. I would like you to stay in good health to create more wonderful movies for us. In Japan, there was a great artist named, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try, who lived in the, can't pronounce that either, in the Mm -hmm. late 19th century. The artist painted many excellent pictures while he was still young, and when he reached the age of 80, he suddenly started painting pictures that were much superior to his previous ones, as if he were in some magnificent bloom. Every time I see his paintings, I fully realize that a human is not really capable of creating really good works until he reaches 80. Wow. A human is born a baby, becomes a boy, goes through youth, the prime of his life, and finally returns to being a baby before he closes his life. This is, in my opinion, the most ideal way of life. I believe you would agree that a human becomes capable of producing pure works without any restriction in the days of his second babyhood. I am now 77 years old and am convinced that my real work is just beginning. Let us hold out together for the sake of movies. Oh, Jesus. Your friend, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. And holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wish you both had stuck around. Right. Um, Well, well, I mean, if you look at it. Mood. Yeah. So far as creating mood. Seven Mm -hmm. Seal and uh, Seven Samurai talk about each frame as a poster. Yeah. And mood. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and what what I really Jesus. what I noticed in this, but I think just getting that microphone out of the way, it's annoying me. Um, what makes that this one I really noticed after uh, Rashomon, the last time I saw Rashomon, he is so good at using environmental sounds, rain, mm-hmm. water, wind. He creates such a beautiful landscape using the audio. He creates that sort of monotonous background kind of. As you put white noise that if you're not careful. Yeah. Can lull you to sleep. Yeah. And that's, uh, especially when you're seated for a long period of time. In this dark cave. Yeah. In this wonderful cave of wonders. Um, But when you think about it, go sit outside somewhere where there's nothing around. It's never quiet. No, no. There's there's wind going through trees. There's, There's insects. There's... Your footfalls. There's there's water. If there's a body of water nearby, yeah. the sounds of the environment are so real, and he amplifies them. It's not like they're background. He moves those sounds into the foreground. Right. And holy shit. And it. I mean, it's cliche, but it makes you feel like you're not watching a movie. Mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. some point, it slips into document documentary. Yeah. yeah. Filmmaking. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a mm-hmm. minute. Mm-hmm. Well, and also he. With the cast in this one, I kept remarking how perfect the faces are. Yeah. Everybody has just this perfect fucking, the visage of each person <laughs> from, and, and I'm not even going to attempt, I'm massacring their names, but the uh, the master samurai that was the, you know, the, the yeah. guy they found doing the duel, no, you would have lost. 
if we were using steel, you'd be dead. Yeah. That guy's just the stoicism, the seriousness, but the same kindness in it. The pure uh, samurai. Exactly. Uh, Mufune, because he's fucking Mufune, right. has the perfect face. The guy who is the master, the young kid, they all, the, the, the comic, the, the, there's something about him puts me at ease. He will be a good... Uh, the Michael Anthony samurai. Yeah, the Michael Anthony samurai. The, the, chopping wood. They all had... Uh, his friend all had yeah. absolute perfect faces. And, and For can, a guy who can perfectly frame a shot to yeah. get perfect, perfectly it, lit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And some of the... Just the, the gothicness of some of them just with yeah. the stark black and whites and just... There is so much in this frame... Without there being anything other than people and fucking dirt, yeah, in this shot, holy crap! And it's beautiful. It really is. It really is. And what I love is that they didn't tie up everything in neat little bows. In the end, there was still some, you know. No, we didn't have to get the. Uh, you know, I love this girl, and I'm gonna stay here and be with her now. No, it was, it's very awkward. Yeah. Like it would be in real life. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Very and things kind are of, left oh. in sort of shades of gray. Yeah. As far as how everyday life is. Exactly. Life. Yeah. It just yeah. goes back to everyday life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go, mm -hmm. it doesn't end with a giant dance party. Yeah. Or yeah. everything being great. Mm -hmm. Everything's not going to be great. Everything's nope. going to be life. Yeah. It's we're just, just going to keep rolling. bandits. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Until the next group rolls up. Right. But they, they didn't tie it up into too nice if, of a bow. If but, anything, the. I won't say villains, but some of the more antagonistic qualities of anyone in the picture come from the samurai. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. the villagers reacting to the situation they're in with this, you know, being faced with uh, possible, if not certain death. Yeah. Uh, what comes up, their animal natures, mm -hmm. their recklessness, as one of the samurai puts it. Yeah. Or I'm just going to get loaded before the morning of the final battle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and sleep with this random chick. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because it's and it's one of those where it, it goes back to them forgetting how young that kid is. That yeah, it's very you know, yeah. I've got to do this. This is you know. Ah, of course, I, I, he's young. Everything he wants to do is a need that is vitally important. <laughs> right, right. Even if he is a more community minded and everything type of guy, it's still he's still young. He's still a fucking kid. And the kid's gonna be a kid. You ain't gonna stop that from happening. I want this. It must happen. Exactly. Everything must be satisfied now. Yeah. Yeah. And the, but it is everything in it is so beautiful. The the evolution of the townsfolk. Mm -hmm. I love that guy who um, was it was always so whiny and scared and hiding himself. But then in in the, in the end for him, I guarded my post. Yep, I'm dying. I guarded my fucking post. Like yeah, yep. that whole fractured battle of philosophies at the beginning after their uh, after the the ra the last latest raid we've yeah. seen. Yeah. And everyone has kind of their own pitch. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, well, we should, you know, we should fight. Or no, we shouldn't. Yeah. We should run away. We should let them, just give them whatever we have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's hopeless and we should all just hang ourselves. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, um, and the one guy's like, I don't care if I'm going to go down, I'm going to fight. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. In my world, I choose your philosophy, yes, sir. Yes, uh-huh. And especially when you look at what happened, like when they went to their camp to burn them out and that dude's wife was there, it's like, Oh shit! So they just took your wife, and now she is a concubine, yeah. I suppose, for want of a better term. Been traumatized. Yeah, yeah. Trauma. She sees him and is terrified because, let me guess. Oh, the shit I've fucking had to do. Yeah, it's not pleasant. Not good. Yeah, 
But that is, uh, I don't know, man. It's so hard to put something like this into words because it's, it is, it's a goddamn seven samurai. What is there that, that, that would be new or original to say about it? I mean, granted, I haven't read much on it, but I'm imagining everything can be said about this movie has been said multiple times. I would think so. But, you know, it, just noticing the, the little delicate, beautiful touches that are put in, the shot selection, how he frames it, the efficiency for a three-and-a-half-hour movie, it's fairly efficient. Uh, yes. <laughs> and that's what sort of shocks me looking at it. It's like, God damn, this thing moved. Very much This so. thing moved beautifully. And I haven't watched a, a ton of Japanese film, but mm-hmm. they do take a little longer. They do. They, they, they do. They have to explain everything out. Yeah. Every yeah. angle has to be talked out. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing with Kurosawa is he is a very Western Eastern director, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I mean, he, because his stuff is Japanese, but it has a very Western mentality to the style of storytelling, to the narrative structure right. and yeah. things like that. It is a, uh, it's a, it's different from typical Japanese cinema. Gotcha. In, in a good way, uh, in that it's, it's so much more accessible. It, it. I mean, hell, if you look at it, uh, a Fistful of Dollars is a remake of one of his. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this gets turned into The Seven Samurai. I mean, you get t- two of the biggest Westerns ever made are directly based yeah. on shit that he does. He is one of the few people, he, he's a Japanese director who did two Shakespeare adaptations at least. Uh, I don't have Ron. I haven't seen Ron. I understand Ron is next fucking level beautiful because wow. it's in it's in color and he evidently well, let's have a house on. Yeah, knows what to do knows what to do with color. Nice. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Yeah, and you you know what Ron is, right? No. It's King Lear. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Throne of Blood is Macbeth. And even Ron Shakespeare is King would say, Lear. Ah, that's a better title. Like, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Uh, hey, wait, a Japan a Japanese person doing King Lear? Yeah, that yes. <laughs> Culturally, yes. Yes. That lines up. Just about as perfect as it fucking can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's genuinely. Uh, it, it, this is one of those things where you you start to appreciate um, a master. Yeah. It, it, it's not a. Uh, it's not just somebody who's real good at making movies. This is somebody who. Spent decades mastering the shit. And I mean, you know, with with Ron, you've got, you know, images like this. <laughs> um, Whoa. Yeah, this. Oh, my. Yeah, I mean, it is, like, I might have to get it just for this. Yeah. Huh. Oh, is that all? Yeah, that's all. It, it, like, I might have to get that for a later application of this, uh, of this, this show because... Fucking love Kurosawa now. Awesome. Like now, the more I'm paying attention to, it, it's like fucking. There is a reason that he he basically has his own wing of the uh, of the Criterion Collection. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, it really because you look at it, it is. Oh, that's why I don't have it. Ron on Criterion is it, it's out of print, so you know you can get a used copy of it. For $75. That's the cheapest. Uh, used, very good condition, $75. Um, you, uh, new, somebody's trying to sell a used like new and three for $339. Hmm. Somebody has a, a new job. one for 225 
That's why you buy Criterion stuff, because someday when they go out of print, you're able to sell them for a shitload. But if you look at it, I mean, fucks, Joseph and I talked about this, you know, Ron, Stray Dog, yeah, um, Ikiru, all, like, you you lose track. Oh, shit, high and low, yeah, the, the, fuck, everything this man did got a Criterion release, because Criterion realized, okay, we're able to get this, it was, fuck yeah, and it's Kurosawa, no one is going to complain about any of his films no. being in this collection. You know, this is not uh, what we're going to hit in a couple weeks. Uh, well, in a, in in a month or so, when we hit Ar- the Rock and Armageddon, where it's like, ha, what the fuck? Yeah, and I think that I don't know. When I was younger, you'd hear people gush about this movie, or yeah, and you yeah. kind of not that you don't want to hear it. It's just uh, kind of a lot of it just going right over your dumb head, right? And right, my, your dumb head. I mean, mine. Yeah, like. Wh- well, uh, okay, because you, when you're younger, you st- in my case, I always associated good movie with good story. Yeah, it's not really the case. No, even if this story is not up to, that mm. doesn't do it for you. Yeah, the filmmaking is is, is, is so is, breathtaking. I mean, that whole end sequence, uh-huh. and just the practicality of having to shoot that. Yeah. Yep. Like, those were some what? long, uncomfortable days. Holy shit. We are going to be in Japan in the mud and rain. We're going to do it, and it's all going to be raining. Yeah. Continuously. Yep. Well, the rain will cut off. No. No, 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 it won't. It will not. The rain and will cut the off more, in the final. The more takes we have to take, shots yeah. we have to take, um, it's going to get wetter and muddier. Yeah. So. Get your shit together, folks. Um, get it right. Yeah. Oh, it's like when you're... It, I can I can't even imagine what like when you're doing a, a play rehearsal and someone keeps fucking up so you have to start the scene over just yeah. to get through it and like God damn do you remember from that camp when we were doing a uh, when I was doing a few good men and that <laughs> that chick slapped the guy during our technical oh, yeah. rehearsal <laughs> she dropped the line again he goes uh, wow God damn it I can't take this fuck you bitch. Oh my God! Uh, that was the same guy who, during I think it was that re- that rehearsal, it was the technical one that like uh, Sodders was watching for their grade. Someone got thrown off with lines, and so they were going in a weird direction. And he stops and he looks out in the eyes. I said, "This is fucked up. Can we just start the scene over?" And the and the the director of the show just went, "God damn it! I can't believe you just did like." Oh my God! Throw a line to get back on track, but don't stop and address your director in the audience. Stupid. Oh my God! Uh, but that's one that you know solders enough to be like you. No, there is no. You could not have been prepared for somebody who thinks it's okay to do that. No, no, uh, not at all. But I also really like the violence. Yeah. In in this because it's it's. It's not I, sexy. I tell you, yeah, it's not sexy at all. Yeah. And let me tell you, I know a lot about violence in feudal Japan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if the villagers with their bamboo spears. Yeah. It's kind of, you've got an animal cornered and you're poking at it. Yeah. That's kind of what they're doing. They don't really go in. You know, yeah. Because you know, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, heroically stab him through the heart. Mm-hmm. No, you kind of jab in the ass and one goes to the back of his knee. Yeah. And one kind of hits his ear and yeah. one hits his hand. Most of the kill you know? shots are like jabbing him through the kidney. Yeah. Like, whoa, shit. That is. It's not br- stylized and it's cool. A... It's usually kind of far away. Yeah. For obvious yeah. reasons. But right. it gives it a, a more authentic. Right. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what what I'm always struck by with movies like this that are set in a world that is so wildly foreign to me. Yeah. Is that you know there are people for, 
we nowadays are very much the exception to the rule of history with, oh, yes, we have this one house that we live in and it's nice. And people were always very nomadic. Yeah. You know, pretty much up until we hit America, people, even, you know, in England and shit back in the, you know, 500 years ago, folks would be a lot more transient. They would not yeah. be in the, the same house in the city forever. Right. Uh, you know, you'd move around. But, you know, with this, you look at it like, wow, these are people who are more accustomed to sleeping outside and literally just traveling this country yeah. constantly. It's a very different feel. It's a very different, you know, wow. I Roving bands. Yeah, yeah. And uh, especially when it is a culture that is so wildly different from anything I'm used to, yeah. you know. Uh, so, and that's what's weird is the Asian cultures are so fundamentally different in their structure oh, and everything that it completely and shit. Japanese being the, from what I understand the, the, the apex of just how different it is. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, it's an Island. So yes. they, they developed everything untouched yeah. by yeah. everything. You know, it, that is a pure, that, that is a pure homogenized uncut yeah. culture. Developed on its own without Maybe. the outside influences. I mean, China and Japan, China and all those areas still had contact with things that would sweep in and change them. But yeah, man, um, and beautiful. Yeah, but oh yeah, very, gorgeous, very different. gorgeous, cool culture, just different just culture, very different and fascinating. Yeah, I think that's why the West gets pretty fascinated by it because it's just so yeah different. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Why do you think like that? You know, yeah. and they're looking at you like, why the hell do you think like that? Yeah, your your ideas are bizarre to us. Yeah. Simple ape? Yeah. You know, I, I... <laughs> But the 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 morality going on with mm -hmm. it where, you know, that Mufune's character had so many great moments in it where he's like, Oh yeah, farmers, I hate them. They've always got a lie, they've always got a story. You ask them about this, they don't have it, they don't have this. But you know, why? You guys come in, you rape their women, you steal from them, you take all their crops, you give them nothing. Yeah. Why the fuck do you think they are the way they are? Right. A battle's over, they hunt down samurai and take the Yeah, why? Why do you think they do that? You think that samurai are walking through being nice to them? Yeah. You know, fuck you, man. Like that, because he does have that, you know, he hated the farmers that he came from. Yeah. But at the same time, he had that, that connected sympathy to them. Yeah. Where it's like, shit, I don't care for you, but... That's, you know, I hate you because I hate that part of myself. Yeah. You know, and then you find out why is like, I was this baby. My parents were killed in this manner and I, I was alone. Right. So yeah, I kind of hate everyone. Yeah. Very complex character. <laughs> mm hmm mm hmm And of course, fucking Mifune being Mifune because he is so goddamn good. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying, I want to look up the, the guy who was like the leader, what his name is. And I believe he was also in Ikiru. Uh, which everyone says is like the best damn thing Kurosawa's done, and I've watched it mostly. Uh, it is uh, Takashi Shimura. Okay. Played him. That guy is, uh, he died in 82 at the age of 75. A fucking beast. Yeah. How good that guy is. It's, it's impossible to really address it in any other way than this guy was off the fucking chain from beginning to end. But again, totally opposite performance. Like each of the samurai had their own manner of being. You know, you know he was very much the man in charge. He was the I, yes, I'm I'm the general, stable I, leader. Yeah. Then the guy who can't remember his name, but the master 
Mm-hmm. Same Who's like, you know, we need to get a gun. I'll do it. Boom. And He's off gone. he goes. And they're sitting there like, what the shit? What the fuck? Kevin's and he walks gone. in with a gun. There's two less. Yep. And That's then, it. And then takes a nap. Yeah. Gonna, gonna go catch some Z's. The, and because to him, I did the job I was supposed to do. I don't know. Why, 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 why do we need to discuss this further? I didn't do this for Gloria. I did this for our goals. Yeah. This needed doing. Yeah. So it was done. Right. Um, really, really outstanding on his part. Uh, but again, all of them are so great. And when you're able to step back and see the connections with Magnificent Seven, um, that's the only one that has really clear connections. Oh, it's Hollywood's answer. And, yeah, yeah, because so. he and it, they straight up said we're we're remaking it this way. Yeah. Um, I remember many years ago, I went to the Paramount to see, you know, the Magnificent Seven for their summer film series, and Steve McQueen's name got applause when it came up on the screen. <laughs> That's one of those movies that if you look at the cast in it, that would be so hard to make today. Yeah, Yul Brenner, Steve McQueen, Robert Wagner. Horst Buchholz, um, Eli Wallach. It is a fantastic collection. And in this one, you do, you see, oh, Charlie Bronson, motherfucking Charlie Bronson. Uh, You forget that, that you can forget big names in this. I mean, how 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 much does that blow your fucking mind that you can forget? Um, This introduced the idea of seeing, um, what's it called? Seeing the, the villain's side, their point of view. Yeah. Um, but you also got some defensive stuff. I wrote a paper about this back when I was in college. And what I noted as being a really interesting thing about it is unlike seven samurai, which was Japanese seeking Japanese to protect them from Japanese. This was Mexicans seeking anyone to protect them from Mexicans. But the fact, and I think it's important that they did not make it white encroachers coming in Mm -hmm. because then, you know, it's not just straight victimization by that. It was, no, this shit does happen within communities where there are parts of the community that turn against the weaker parts of their own fucking community. Yeah. And that is much more likely to happen than an outside group coming in. Right. Um, but, uh, the character that fascinated me most was what they did with Charlie Bronson in it. When he yells at the kids, because they always have that thing where it's like, you know, because Bronson, I, I I don't know who he was. Like, I can't figure out who Mifune's no. character was. There are parallels, you know. Uh, Yul Brenner really was the big leader. Yeah. Um, Steve McQueen was his buddy. It, it, was, it was his sort of second. But his buddy was shifted to somebody else. You know how he had the old mm-hmm. friend that joined him? Because they came up with a new angle on that where it was the guy who was like, You've got something here. There's there's something more going on. You're there's some gold. There's a treasure that you're going uh, after yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, Robert Vaughn, uh, Robert Wagner. I mean, yeah, Rhett Wagner. What no, Wagner? What? No, it was Vaughn. It was Robert Vaughn. Yeah, okay. it was Vaughn. His uh, kind of wealthy gambler, not wealthy, but the the gambler. Yeah, d- nails it. But uh, you know, um, the young samurai played in that with horse Buchholz mm-hmm. and James Coburn with the knives as the 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 samurai master. Which oh that was his his thing was awesome in it would have beat you no you wouldn't have the guy looks to John okay quank <laughs> but uh, Charlie Bronson with the kids because Charles Bronson friends like the, he becomes the one that the children like I, I almost think he's the Mafuni parallel in a certain regard he has a bit of it yeah because the kids love him yeah. and he talks about no I'm I'm actually part Mexican Bernardo O'Reilly that's right. his name but the kids are like my parents are are you know. They're cowards. My father's a coward. He's like, do you know 
what your father's life is like. You think I'm brave because I pick up a gun? No, your father's the brave one because he wakes up with a pressure that would crush most people and gets through the day to take care of you. Yeah. I'm not brave. Your dad goes through hell every day, but he wakes up the next morning and does it again because that's what his fucking job is, and he does it. Yeah. Your parents are the brave ones. That is a that's beautiful great. moment from Magnificent Seven because it really it hammers in Something that I don't think they, they never developed relationships like that. The kids were just sort of there and, ah, right. you know, cute. But they never, because it wasn't part of really what Kurosawa was going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, their version of that comes from the final line. This was not our victory. We right. lost. They're the ones who won. Right. They won. And that, I think, is sort of the this the Seven Samurais version of that, where right. this is for them. This isn't for us. This is for them. But... Yeah. There is something very nice about a character outright saying that. No, Brave is not a man with a gun. Brave is a guy who does what his responsibilities dictate. Yes. And does it with a fucking smile on his face. Um, Eli Wallach was such a fascinating addition in Magnificent Seven because I I think it's much more of a Western idea of, no, you've got to understand the villain on some level. Yeah. You got to flush him out a little more. Well, that's a history of all of our stage and screen. Yeah, yeah. Is, hey, we can't have a great hero without a great villain. Yeah, exactly. And I think it would have come off as, that's just flat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because whereas for, there's... Uh, for our Western audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because in Japan, it was very much a, uh, uh, what's it called? A, a uh, character study of mm. sorts, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having it this way... Where, where, you know, for the American thing, you know, you had to have Calavera. Yeah, and that, it's a Western, a yeah. Western Western. Mm-hmm. That, you know, yeah, the black yeah. hat is not just riding to town and start shooting everybody. Yeah. Now, have you heard of the Anton, Anton Fuqua remake of Magnificent Seven that's coming? I've heard, I've heard whispers about it. Okay, from what they're listing right now, here are the cast. Uh, Chris Pratt, Matt Bomber, Matt Bomer from... White collar, Vincent D'Onofrio, Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke, Peter Sarsgaard. Um, let me see if there's any other names I recognize. Like, you need more names at this point. Right. Um, no, not recognizing anybody else so far. Is but this you, the modern take? I don't know. It's uh, seven young men in the Old West gradually oh, come okay. together to help a poor village against savage thieves. So, yeah, I... <laughs> I was wondering why there hadn't been like a direct modern retelling of it. And it just, I think that would feel too forced. It has to have that kind of Western desolate because in anything else, it's why not just, you know, there is a level of law enforcement nowadays, no matter what's happening, you can get involved in it. Right. Um, So you got to kind of keep it with the old West. Um, Japan or mm -hmm. the lawless West. Yeah. The lawless West. Um, I keep saying, um, I need to stop, um, saying, um, oh, (laughs) but Magnificent Seven really, it added, it made it a lot more like American masculine. Right, right. They do the same thing with High Plains Drifter. They just hire a guy. Yeah. That turns out to be the guy that Mm -hmm. got fucked up by the. 
the bad dudes in that one. Right. And even down to the training episodes in the street. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. I'll show you how to shoot. When they come into town, we're going to block this road. We're mm-hmm. going to do this. Mm-hmm. It's all the same things. Yeah. Yeah. But with Magnificent Seven, it, I think it, it I, I, I can't even say that it made the town a bigger character in it because the town was almost a smaller character mm-hmm. in Magnificent Seven than it was in Seven Samurai because with the Seven Samurai, they weren't leaning on the personalities of the seven as much. Right. They were there to, to, to be a part of what was happening. Um, the camp infiltration where the kid goes and sneaks into the camp and actually mm-hmm. in, has, has discourse yeah. with him. There's discussion and he gets an idea of it as opposed to this where Mufuni goes in and just kills a guy and shits the bed. Because <laughs> yeah. there's no other way to put that. He shit the bed on yeah. that and uh, deservedly began to kind of hate himself for it. Right. Uh, yeah, Magnificent Seven is one that I think Seven Samurai. You gotta, you gotta be in the mood. You gotta be like it's fucking Seven Samurai Day yeah, to well, watch Seven Samurai. That's what it was. Magnificent Seven is if it's on, I'm fucking watching Magnificent yes. Seven. Like we're doing this. This right. is fucking happening because it's the Magnificent fucking Seven. Yeah. There's nothing that's not great about it. You know, from the music, you know, dun dun. It's just fantastic. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. They, there was a whole thing on Cheers once where they were leaving the bar at the beginning to go see the movie and to go watch the movie over at Sam's place. Right. And Diane was like, oh, well, it would be interesting to compare it to Kurosawa's No Doubt, more superior, blah. <laughs> and they kind of didn't want her to go. And uh, so she got mad and left crying. And they were all sort of sitting there, just all the dudes standing around the bar, just like, oh, man, feeling bad. And then one guy just goes, dun, 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 yeah. dun. Uh- Dun, 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 dun. Then another guy, dun, 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 like, yeah, that music just from the very beginning of it, you can't get into it if that's like, yes, yeah, but it is such a guy movie, very much so. Like, I can get, yes, women can enjoy it, all that, but that was a movie that was made for men, period. The idea was this is a dude movie, Christmas Day, yeah, yeah, dad's had a couple. Tired of fucking with you and your brand new gobit? Yeah. Hey, mm. the Magnificent Seven's on. Or yep. more like Thanksgiving before yeah. like a ball game. Or after the ball game. Yeah. Yeah, at uh, some it's point. It's so... Yeah. It's so perfect for it. Yeah, it's so, one of those like outlaw Josie Wales that... Yeah. When it came on at the Campbell household, uh-huh. it was... Uh, everyone just shut the hell up. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, watching. I, I can't really... It's pretty violent. Can I... Oh, yeah, you can watch this. Yeah, you can... It's you fine. know anything else? People get shot and stuff? No, no. No, it's no, not no. fine. This, this is fine. This, this is fine. I see any Josie yeah, Wales. Is, no, no, we're, we're going to watch this. What was it that the woman said at the store when she when he bought the... Uh, when he When he bought all the shit and didn't have the money for it? When we, what was it? She's like, yeah, you, you owe me or the something, something Josie Wales. Because she kept referring to him as Josie oh, yeah. Wales. I don't remember what it was. But yeah, that one was shit. That was awesome. It was awesome. Just doing my job. Dying ain't much of a job, Just, boy. <clears throat> dying ain't much of a job, boy. And it had less uh, flippancy about Eastwood raping. Oh, that was High Plains. I know, yeah. It has less than that. Yeah, yeah, yes, less yes. of that. Yeah. wonder what took her so long to get yeah. mad. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> I am. Great, uh. it, it's that was really weird because even though it obviously borrows from Seventh Samurai, yeah, he's kind of the raider and the hero. Yeah, yeah, because he at just the same time. Fuck this town. Yes. Fuck yo couch. This, 
show um, fuck you all over and show you how a bunch of hypocrites you are. Uh-huh. Then I'm gonna paint the entire town red and rename it Hill. <laughs> that it's just it's beautiful. It's amazing. That's it why it's really one of my is. favorite movies. Even yeah. though you know it's pretty light on the whole character stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just going for the throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and beautiful. And yeah. a little uh, small person who looks just like Jimmy Johnson. Yes, it's great. He does. He does. It, Magnificent Seven, though, is one of those westerns that I don't comprehend disliking it. If yeah. you have any affinity for the cowboy picture at all, that's one where I, I just don't. I don't care for uh, Magnificent Seven. Uh? Huh. Hmm. Mm, so you don't like Westerns. All right. No, I love Westerns, but I just don't like Magnificent Seven. Hmm. hmm. That doesn't make any sense. I see. Uh, I'm going to back out of the room now. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not a masculine guy. I don't understand. I moved a bunch of fucking wood cut directly from my tree into my garage. And I'm like, oh, probably going to get some carpenter ants in the house from that. <laughs> But probably not, actually. There's nothing going to get into the walls from the fucking garage just from having some fucking wood in there. It's more, it's not going to dry out as well as it should. Right. So I'll have smokier wood than I want. But yes, there are critters in it. Underneath the pile of wood, there were little, there was fine powdered dust from mosquitoes. So then I set off nine bug bombs in the closed garage. And that ought to kill them all graveyard dead. That got me high. Yeah, that was a good day. It was a good day. Yeah, uh, Magnificent Seven, it's such a guy movie. Mm-hmm. Such a guy movie. Then they added the humor to it by going, okay, well, what if they think they're hiring these badasses, but it turns out they're not badasses, right. and you get The Three Amigos, which is one of those movies that I remember as a kid, you know how when you were a kid there were movies that you knew at that time? Oh, this one I'm going to forget about. This one's going to be a classic forever. Yeah. That is the vibe that Three Amigos had right off the bat. Yes. Was this is going to be fucking great. And uh, We each say our part of the spell, fire a shot in the air, then the invisible swordsman will appear and point us the way to El Guapo. <laughs> and what I love about that is you know that the people we're doing is like, no, just throw in some, some magical realism. Yeah. Just throw it in. People who love the uh, regional literature of this area. <laughs> yeah. I love what one of my professors in college said, who actually taught a class on uh, the class I wrote the Magnificent Seven paper for, was uh, um, talked about. Um, he, he did a class on Hispanic image and counter image in mass media. It was right. very interesting. But he asked this question Why is it a short story set in New York considered literature, but one set in El Paso is considered regional literature yeah, yeah like yeah. that is a very good point very much so <laughs> uh, but uh that kind of magical realism of the invisible and then it turns out no they you shot the invisible swordsman <laughs> how great a fucking line is that no he's dead right harley 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 kiss oh. me on the veranda Lips, lips would be fine. Can I have your watch when you are dead? <laughs> Even though that's one of those things that kills the more that I, you learn about Chevy Chase. Because yeah. he is evidently just the biggest asshole in the world. Even like <sighs> the whole feud he had with Howard Stern mm-hmm. when they finally buried the hatchet with that. And didn't he invite Chevy to his wedding? And then Chevy made like some really, like not really, but inappropriate enough speech. I'm not familiar. Oh, man. It was one where there were people on the show were like, he was out of fucking line. It was, you know, he's 
being funny, but it just didn't work. Actually, if you want to see great shit, was when uh, both he and Richard Pryor were on The Tonight Show, mm -hmm. and he was trying to make jokes at Pryor's expense about something that Richard fucking went at him. Because uh, they both had specials that were airing like the next night. Oh, I see. He was like, yeah, I was going there, you know, see my friends. Doing oh, what does she do? And, and Chevy's like, oh, prostitute. What was that? Oh, you want to fucking play? Okay, that's fine, motherfucker. I, I don't give a shit. Oh. I'm Richard fucking Pryor. Yeah, you a funny man. <laughs> I'm yeah. Richard goddamn Richard Pryor. Pryor. <laughs> I have powers, dumbass. Yeah, stupid. Um, I don't know though. I looking at looking at the three amigos. It's still one I could watch any time. I mean, Alfonso Arayo, who did like Water for Chocolate yeah. as El Wapo. The plethora. I the only reason I maintain the only reason anybody uses the word plethora to this day is because of that movie. Even if they've never seen the movie, yeah. the reason that it is in their purview, kind of like the word sphincter being used because of Wayne's World. <laughs> The new cool word is sphincter. Sphincter. That is, that's where that popped into people using it. And it's not widely used, but anybody who uses it, it is because of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, would you say I have a plethora? Do you know what a plethora is? No. How can you say I have a plethora? And is that the one where he goes, somebody kill these janky maricons? I hope so. <laughs> Uh, but he's so fantastic in it, you know the fucking pinatas at the party. And <laughs> it's really perfect. And I'm not a big Martin Short fan. Yeah, Martin Short is one of those that I don't hate him. There are two speeds for Martin Short: oh, okay. perfect and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, just an inch off. My Little Buttercup is one of the greatest moments. From any movie, just because they all thought they were badasses, and then they start little tense around and just a smile. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking genius! Like, yeah. whoever, like, what would be the funniest thing that happened if these guys go into this bar? Well, they are, uh, they're they're movie stars. Maybe they start evolving to give them a song and dance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the the little bit with Phil Hartman at the beginning when they get kicked out. The amigos are out of the mansion. Because back in those days, when you were a studio star, you you very well could just have everything in your life owned by the studio, yeah. unless you were a really high dollar one. Um, when, when Martin Short duels that guy, and the gun just blows him back. Yes. <laughs> Steve Martin trying to get out of the trap where he's pulling all the chains. Oh. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Waco, Texas, his own that's Steve right. Martin. That's right. Yeah that that was one where I you like people our age knew who those guys were, but didn't at that point have the appreciation right for who they were. Where it's like, oh, so those three guys are beyond like they are American and Canadian legends. Mm. These people are next level. They are ones that at that time could have gotten any movie they wanted yeah. greenlit just by being there. Yeah. Like we don't understand the size of Steve Martin as a stand up because he'd quit by the time we really came along. I mean, yeah. he was this was a guy who was playing arenas. Yeah. And stopped because he couldn't tell jokes anymore because everyone was screaming SNL punchlines at him. Yeah. 
which is why Dave Chappelle is backing away a lot. Although the Dave Chappelle one is worse because I'm sorry, I don't care how much I like his show. I cannot imagine screaming the N word at a comedian on stage for any reason at all. No. There's no part of me that could be like, you know, it'd be really funny. This guy used the N word on his show a lot. I'm just going to start screaming that at him when he's on stage. That will not be odd or inappropriate no. or horrible at, at all. fucking all. Nah, it'd be fun. Mm, 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 mm. Can I have your watch when you are dead? There, There is no real... This is the one where the parallels between the two kind of... Between uh, this and the early ones sort of drops away besides the basis of the premise of town right. being attacked hires people. Um, yeah, well, like Road Warrior. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Same thing. Um, but we, what's, what's really cool in this, though, is <laughs> Martin Short's reaction. <laughs> you must have some skills. Uh, we can sew. Great. <laughs> if only you'd told us that sooner. They can sew. <laughs> just standing there like, the fuck? And then working that into, nope, just all the amigos running around. So good. It is. So very good. Um, which then brings us to, you've seen A Bug's Life, yes? Yes. Okay. That is more numbers, but it is basically, well, it very much is the three amigos. Yeah. Uh, you do get to know Hopper, the bad guy. He, You get his worldview and things like that a little more. But it's it's weird. It constantly ranks as one of the least, like one of the worst Pixar movies. Right. Which is still better than any fucking thing else. Yes. You know, no matter how bad a Pixar, the worst Pixar movie is better than pretty much any other animation out there. I'm not saying better than all of it. Pretty much better. Um, and I think a lot of the reason that it doesn't get the respect it deserves is because it isn't an original story. Right. I mean, it is something that has very, very well-known beats from just watching the other ones. Okay, at this point, this. Okay, then at this point, they're going to figure out their actors and da-da-da-da-da. I mean, for to a lesser degree, Galaxy Quest sort of yes. did this. Yeah. Uh, they, they, it's they, brought up in the same conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On what yeah. I, when I saw online that it wasn't. Anyway. Right. Because you know you're going to have, and actually, shit, I never thought of it until I was like, you have that moment where the hero real, oh, shit, where where they realize it's, oh, Galaxy Quest is so much better. It's like, tell them, yeah. explain like you would a child. Yeah. We were lying. We lied. So, and just the heartbreak on his face. Oh, such a, so fucking yeah. good. Uh, Galaxy Quest, absolutely underrated. Goddamn Very classic. Much. Very much. Absolutely underrated. But A Bug's Life, it, it was interesting because with that, they shifted far more to the one guy who's like, I'm going to figure out how to get us out of this. I'm going to make this yeah. happen. And oof. Kevin Spacey. What's weird is Kevin Spacey does very good with the the playing the kind of imposing tough guy dude. But I'm not ever scared of him in the way that I feel like they want me to because I'm like, I could beat you to fucking Death. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like horrible bosses or yeah or uh, swimming with sharks. Or uh-huh. Just hit this motherfucker. Yeah, I you're, here. Let's clarify something. You're treating me like this because I'm allowing you to do so, right? But I would not allow you no to do so. 
But he wouldn't treat me like that. No, so. good lord, no. It's like you said, why you would not end up on <laughs> on Hell's Kitchen. Nope. <laughs> I remember your statement exactly. If Gordon Ramsay pushed a plate of risotto into my chest, he's losing a fucking eye. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Every year, mm-hmm. they go to cast this show. Yeah. And there is a veritable sea of Jolly Pirates with Jolly Pirate nicknames yeah. from every kitchen across the Fruited Plain. Yes. And they all make me look like Rick Moranis. I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, just, oh, yes. Just the hardest of the hard uh-huh. lifers, man. Yeah. And, they, you know, they have a chef knife in their back pocket with a special fucking sheath. They can carry it around. Yeah. Like a pocket knife. And they're just waiting. Wait, training all year yeah. for anything that could possibly happen. Meanest looking sons of bitches you could ever lay your eyes on. And uh, yeah. Ramsey's like, no, 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 no. I need uh, 20 people that'll cry for yeah. any reason. Yes. You know? Someone who will let me put two pieces of bread on, their, on, on the sides of their heads and say, you're an idiot sandwich. Right. And not fucking murder me. Right. As I forget who it was. I think it was a Bourdain thing. You do not want to see who makes your food. God, no. No, you do not want to see <laughs> that. Don't. It is an odd group of people who choose to be at work when everyone else is having fun yeah. and has their own special little community. In in Kitchen Confidential, when he talks about the dude who's the, great with making pizza crusts and bread, right. he didn't show up for work and he calls it, feed the bitch, the starter yeah, that yeah. he has. Like, come on, man, you got to feed. Fuck you, I'm not going to do it. No one in the back of my head, of, yes, I'm going to fucking do it because not doing it is going to shoot me in the foot more. So <coughs> fucking get here, man. Oh, it's just a fucking nightmare. It really is. It's different than oh. what anyone expects it to be. Unbelievable. Yeah. But that that is. But yeah, yeah. You're, you're not, uh, you're not picking those people. Oh, good Lord. No. Uh-uh. No. Um, how the hell did we get on? I don't know. That? But here uh, we are. That's the, that's the beauty of this show. Uh, <laughs> the. A Bug's Life, I think, just suffers from the fact that it is, you know, very, very much not an original story. Yeah. And it was an interesting take on it, but it's something that you could, with Toy Story and Monsters, Inc. and things like that, there wasn't another version of it that parents could look at and be like, oh, I wonder how, uh, oh, we could watch this instead, and it's better. Like, I wonder how good... Uh, the bump for DVD rentals and purchases of the three amigos was right. right when that movie hit. It was probably pretty big, um, but yeah, that's it's one of those that you it just didn't add anything to the to the game. It had yeah. a fantastic cast, mm-hmm. but it didn't really. And it's a a terrible ride at Disneyland. Really, excuse me, at California Adventure. Yeah, it's just a. Um, walk through park where everything is large. Uh, so like big grass and yeah. mushrooms and right. Ah, giant dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Figured. Yeah. yeah. yeah your hands. But if are you're really, a little kid. Yeah. Oh, wow. if you're a little kid, it's probably a freaking wonderland where right. their imaginations run wild. If they're one of us, who's like my imagination was kicked out of me by work and scotch. Right. Yeah. Now that you find me at the tiki room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. bird sings. <laughs> and that one's in German. <laughs> I like the little people. <laughs> like fucking Napoleon and Time Bandits. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. But that that's, it's so weird because tracing it back, 
Like Magnificent Seven, for as great as it is, I used to really prefer it to Seven Samurai. And like I said, it's one that I think I would, you know, I'm more watchable, more rewatchable, something I would seek out more often. Well, it's definitely something that comes on a Saturday afternoon and you can still have a conversation with whoever's there or you can check your phone. It's not the end of the world. I checked. Can't do that. I checked one thing on my phone during this and immediately was like, shit, no, can't. I checked about five things and regretted each time. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Masterful. I yes. mean, I keep you. I keep going back to that word. Kurosawa was such an unquestioned master at what master of what he did. Yeah. Uh, you know the creation of mood. The the just music. Uh, music. Yeah. Because the music was really simple. You know. Yeah. It, it was some sort of bizarre jazzy shit happening. We go from like bizarre jazzy stuff to environmental sounds to just some. Chant out of time. You're not really yeah. sure what's going on. Yeah, but it's it's heavier than a thousand doom metal records. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. Well, and I mean the fact that the pacing takes its time but doesn't feel slow. I mean, in the magnific- that's different than yeah, just slow ass movie. Yeah, in the magnificent, it's deliberate. Right. In the magnificent seven, they've recruited the seven in very short order. Yeah. But in this one, it was, uh, well, okay, these guys know. These guys know. We'll go over here. and Okay, this guy, sure. And then uh, So much more that would, would happen. Yeah. Aside from, you know, Samurai-berg. Samurai yeah. Where every, every other person's samurai. Yeah. Which, that has to... For as real as they went with I everything mean, on it, it, it's like there's no way that there were just samurai. We weren't just... It's like they're, they're doing the Old West. Uh, whole, oh, Getting into it with some guy back after the uh, back when there was the, the shooting at the Batman thing in Aurora, Colorado, and this dude posted on on a on a website I used to be part of was like, uh, "We need to have some sort of security at movie theaters now." And I was like, "Dude, it's you shouldn't have to be searched to go to the theater. It's not that big a problem." It's like, yeah, well, if it keeps the body count down, like, dude, the the body count. There's been like th- now three of these things have happened in like thirty something years, right? That were not because there was one like, but it it was one of those things where I posted this is one of the you know, when has this happened before? This is like, well, once in 1978 it happened, and okay, yes, 1978 to 2010, right, or past 2010, 2012, I think was when that, but that is a long goddamn interval of time and not something that you need to go, oh, yeah, if you want to go to the movies, you have to be searched, right? Nah, but uh, he made a comment about it being the old west, and I was like, actually, you fine, you want to go? Fine, the old west. You know how many people were killed in Tombstone, Arizona's most violent year? Three. Yeah. You know? And like, okay, no, our wild west was not just people being gunned down in the streets. That's what I love when they pass the open carry in Texas is just the wild west now. Motherfucker, shut up. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, it's not. No, it won't be. No, no, no. Know how I know? Yeah. Because when I grew up in the late 70s and 80s, uh-huh. everybody had a fucking gun uh-huh. everywhere. Yeah. There were three uh-huh. rifles loaded mm-hmm. and extra ammunition yeah. on the back window of damn near every other truck in town. Yeah. Yeah. I think That it, they took to Corpus. Yes. Or San Antonio. Yeah. Or Dallas. Or Houston. Mm-hmm. Or wherever. Mm-hmm. And I think what they're doing is just creating, no, not everyone with some Wild West shooting out, blah, blah, blah. And just like in that, not everybody was some samurai carrying a sword around, waiting for the chance to have a duel to show off how awesome they're. Yes, there were samurai. Yes, there were duels. But it was not, there was not Samurai Berg. 
<laughs> no. You know, Samaropolis. Right. Where every, you know, the streets are paved with samurai swords. And, yes. Yeah. It, but, it, but it's better than going off what the real thing would be like, because that would be pretty boring. Yeah. Well, we, we found a guy who knew a guy who was able to introduce us to somebody at a bar, and he had friends that were around. That knows a guy. Yeah. It's... But it's it's magnificent. That's yeah, really all that can really be said. Is. Magnificent is the perfect word for the for the the American remake because yes. it, it's such a perfect movie, and I don't think it gets the respect it deserves from folks. I remember when I first saw it, I was back in film school, and I was like, "Oh, this is an important film I need to see." Right. And I felt when it was done, I was like, "Yes, that was a very important film that I saw." Like Battle of Algiers. Yeah. Well, Battle of Algiers is very important. Yeah. And we will be getting into that well, before too long. It's a very important yeah. film. Yeah. And it's a very good film. Mm-hmm. But you do feel that yeah. I have to watch this thing in the right. back of your head. Right. And you and I kind of started off with a little bit of that with uh-huh. Seven Samurai. Because I'm like, oh, I've seen pieces of this. I don't yeah. really know. But I'm committed to this. And then five minutes. Yeah. Boom. I'm You're in. in yeah. Uh-huh. Minutes. Yep. And I'm swept away and not worried about, oh, God. <sighs> it's not something I had to do. It's something I was happy to right, do. Right, right. And it's one, I think the older I've gotten, the more I appreciated it. Because back then I was watching so much of everything that it was difficult for me to focus in yeah. on shit when I was doing it. Because, you know, my, my knowledge of Asian cinema was dominated, dominated by Hong Kong. Right. I knew that shit like the back of my hand. So watching this, I was like, oh, this is boring. Shoot somebody. <laughs> Come on. Right. When's that sexy shit happening? Sex it up right. all sexy like. right. It just, uh. and so now I think a little bit older and having a little different perspective on it, I appreciate it a lot more. Not that you have to be older to appreciate it, no, no. but it altered my appreciation of it, and I think greatly enhanced my appreciation of yeah. it. It's a, it's a genuinely spectacular. You gain perspective. Film. That's all. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, perspective. Ability to look at a different angle. And, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh... Holy Christ. Mm-hmm. That shot is amazing. It really, yeah. And that... Uh, and they're not doing anything. No, they aren't. That's a bowl of rice. Yes. You, if you if you think it's not that hard, you shoot a bowl of rice. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome to try. And it won't look as good. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, but that, really, it's... it's I, I, I've grown to have a different appreciation for it. And again, I, I always hate the, oh, when you're older, you'll get it. And that's not necessarily no, true. No, no, no. I knew so many people loved it. I needed to be yeah. older. But fuck yes, I needed to, to be older. really lock onto it. And I think a lot of the movies in this collection, they're ones that I've seen and didn't care for, but I bought because, well, this is an important film. Right. So I have to have it. Um, that is stripped away a lot now because I'm able to look at it and be like, holy shit, this is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, this, And also, be, to be honest, seeing stuff on DVD as opposed to video, it oh, yeah. looks so much better. And we're going to start hitting like the next, I think next week, let me make sure. Hold on. Uh, because I believe next week we're hitting into something we've been hinting and promising at for a long time. Ah, next week will be our first Criterion Blu-ray. Um, it is spine number three. It is Alfred Hitchcock's The Lady Vanishes. I don't have a lot of faith because all I have to see is it's 1938. His older stuff tends to, uh, drag a bit. But we will be discussing Alfred Hitchcock next week. Yeah. And we will see what a 77-year-old Blu-ray remastered film looks like and discussing that as part of it. Yeah. Um, is there any more we need to say or are we at a point where we can wrap up? Watch The Seven Samurai. Yes. Um, and so 
All right. Well, join us next week when our film will be The Lady Vanishes, and we will do a, a discussion of some Hitchcock. Yeah. Uh, we've got another Hitchcock that we will just dis- uh, later foreign correspondent that's coming yeah. like in a year. So, <laughs> um, but uh, join us next week. And in, in the meantime, you can check us out at www.thefilmthugs.com. You can call us at 512-666-RANT on a telephone from within the United States or anywhere if you don't mind paying international charges. Uh, or if you're on Skype, the underscore film underscore thugs. Email us at thefilmthugs at gmail.com or thugquestions at gmail.com. That is where we will get questions that we will not answer. We won't hear until we're actually answering them on the show. Uh, check out some of our sponsors through our website and check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Both of those are the film thugs. Yes. Does that about sum it up? It do. Mm-hmm. Barbaric. And El Wapo means the handsome one.